Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Forgive Me, Season 3, Episode 9, Senor Mystery. Oh, here, let me get that. Why, thank you, my ever-dutiful assistant. Of course, my liege. Welcome to Alina's Conversion Bank. Please talk to any of our salespeople and we promise you'll be a convert to a new way of driving in style. Think you're a man? Get a conversion van from Alito's Conversion Vans. Where is everyone? Going to the national parks with your family of seven? Throw those kids in the back of one of our vans. Something about being alone in a room with nothing but a handful of large vans. There's a mini fridge in there. What? Are you a young couple trying to take on that new nomad lifestyle called hashtag van life? Then buy your vans someplace else. These are family vehicles that will not be denigrated by your cheap cultural flag. I don't know. Brings back memories. Of what? I'm not sure. Are you a Beach Boys cover band who recently booked a tour of small town microbreweries across the eastern seaboard? Grab one of these vans! The acoustics are amazing for harmonies, and there's plenty of space for instruments. The 70s were a hell of a time. We promise you'll be satisfied with our product. We've been in business since 1981, and nobody does fans like us. Welcome to Alito's Conversion Vans. Okay, we can't stand here all day. Hello? Anyone here? Hello there! Jesus, you scared us half to death. Apologies, ladies, I didn't mean to startle. I was just doing some paperwork in my office. And I'll ask that you don't take the Lord's name in vain here. This is a Christian establishment after all. Our apologies, your supreme admiralship. We'll mind our tongues. Uh, yes. Wait, your office is a floor model van? Of course. No corner office could have the glamour, the luxury, and comfort of the big boy LX. It's a converted Mercedes thick van, a truly aspirational vehicle for most men. Are either of you married? I don't think that's any of your business, if we're I assumed not. Uh, well, trust me, it doesn't get any better than this. Right, Brett? That's right, Supreme Admiral. Were you up there the whole time? Yep. The Supreme Admiral. Please. We're not at the church, Brett. You can call me Roger. Yes, Supreme. Roger. 
Well, Key told me you were coming by and asked me to pop in and help calm his nerves. Why are you sitting up there? Roger smartly pointed out there isn't much room to seat four people comfortably back there. <laughs> but, but the big boy Alex has enough space to hold a small dinner party. Perhaps it would even make a good office for a private eye. Thanks, but I'll pass. My assistant is deathly afraid of moving vehicles. Really? I swear I've seen Olivia driving around town before. She means the parrot. You know what? Never mind. Well, anyway, sorry for the confusion. The Supreme Admiral's right. The main reason I'm up here is access to the passenger side snack zone. Can I offer you a refreshment to Diet Pepsi? Diet Professor Pepper? <laughs> I also have a crockpot warming up some mini hot dogs Roger gives to prospective buyers. We're fine, thank you. Down to business end. Climb on in and take a seat. Comfortable, aren't they? They're great. Can we talk about the case now? I know you want us to keep you updated, but I don't see why this couldn't have been done over a phone or email. I'm pretty sure the reason it can't be done that way is that I'm the one paying the bills here, dear. While I'm sure you're enjoying gallivanting around eating pancakes on my dime, the least you could do is update me where I want, when I want. No need for that. We're here now and happy to provide you an update. Olivia has actually made great headway on the case. Isn't that right, Olivia? That's right. After talking to the initial group of parishioners... Suspects. This isn't a criminal case. We're just gathering information about... Well, this is my case and I suspect them. Ergo... Fine. After talking to the initial group of suspects, I decided to go back to the scene and look at what happened. It was pretty clear right away the fire department was right about this being a fire started by the frying oil on the oven. So what am I paying you for? But what isn't clear is how it got to that point. We know from her statement that the donut shop owner, Lexi, I need to grab some weenies for this. Excuse me? Brett, can you make me a plate? Coming right up, Supreme Roger. Uh, I I mean, Admiral Supreme. Just get the weenies. Olivia, keep going, I'm listening. You were talking about that asshole Walter's side woman. You know, as much as I appreciate the misogynist nicknames that you spout while shoveling mini hot dogs in your mouth, I think we can at least call her Lexi. Here you go. Fine. I'm fine. What did she do? Lexi made clear that she was never out of the kitchen for more than 60 seconds. This is corroborated by more than a few witnesses who saw her show up with a tray of donuts and run back to the lounge. She said she'd never have been gone that long, except none of the volunteer runners showed up to grab the last tray of bear claws. That is suspicious. We agree there. The science just doesn't check out. I'm not following this. Let's hear her out. Maybe she's on to something. Leaving aside whether she should have left the pot of oil at all, how does a person use a pot of oil to make a set of perfect bear claws, leave for just 60 seconds, and come back to the whole kitchen being on fire? It just doesn't make sense. How so? I did the math. Lexi fries her donuts at 350 degrees. For the oil to even smoke, it needs to be up to 450 and way higher to combust. Now, if Lexi kept a sloppy kitchen, it could be some oil spilled on a burner that could cause this. 
But that's a lot less likely given the accounts we have. How fascinating. Truly. Still, there were splatter marks all over the oven, which indicates the sprinklers went off and therefore the oil needed to reach at least its smoke point. And you get to the point. It is mathematically impossible for the oil to have gotten hot enough to start that fire while Lexi was gone without a significant increase in heat source, which tells us tampering had to be involved. And... That's what we've got so far. Well, I'd say it sounds like you've been working very hard. I think everything you're saying I have been paying you two for nearly a month. And all you have is that the oil had to get hot enough. Supreme Admiral, you know these things take time. You can't be serious right now. We were able to prove that there had to be some kind of tampering with the heat. That it probably was arson. I already knew that. Why do you think I hired you? But now there's tangible proof. Supreme Admiral, you know I was skeptical. But she did find something. Brett, shut up and eat your weenies. Yes, Supreme Admiral. Olivia, ma'am, do you know what tangible proof I actually need? What? That you talk to the fucking Walters family. Where the hell do you get off threatening such a... Supreme Admiral, we told you on the phone that the entire family has alibis for the fire. We already discussed Lexi. Joe Walters was on stage for the eating competition. And Darla Walters and Emily and Tom Stedman were all running a petting zoo. First off, Joe Walters is a sneaky bastard, and I wouldn't put it past him to pay his charlatan of a second wife to burn the place down and make it look like an accident. Second, despite whatever appearance she has as an adult, Emily was an evil girl who shouldn't be trusted. And I have it on good authority she was not at the petting zoo at the time of the fire. I don't know what Darla Walter's problem is, but she did turn me down for a date recently, so she has to be a suspect. I mean, two divorcees at the same church, it's, it's destiny. Something suspicious about not seeing that. Look, Roger, I understand you have some past with these people, but I don't want to interview anyone else until we have a bit more information. I'm working on getting some materials to run a couple of tests, and that will... No. Sorry? You're done. Supreme Admiral, I assure you... I'm not waiting on your crap any longer. If you won't dig into the Walters family, I'll have Brett find us a P.I. who will. Me? I mean, yeah. You better kick it into gear. I'll be on Angelo's Index finding a new detective faster than you can say. Supreme Admiral Roger Alito. That's enough, Brett. You ladies get the point. No Walters family, no case. Oh, that's all. Sorry for any confusion, but we're absolutely planning to. Olivia was merely telling you the next step, but it's ready and scheduled. You have until Monday. Beg your pardon? It's Saturday, right? That should give you plenty of time. I want an update on the entire Walters family by Monday, and if I don't have it, you're fired. My firm is willing to do a lot and deal with a lot. Ultimatums like this are a bit beyond the pale, even for us. We'll get it done. Olivia, dear. We'll get it done. That's what I like to hear. What the hell happened there? 
You've been complaining for weeks about taking the case from that great deep piece of old beef, and I finally say we're done, and you drag this along. We're not done. The checks have cleared, dear. And he gave us a way out. How the hell does that not look like done to you? We can crack this. I can crack this. God damn it. He's got you in his embrace. Roger? Ew. No. Senior mystery. Holding you sensually as you swoon from his touch like the cover of a romance novel. Come on, Susan. I just need to see this through. I've put in so much work and I know we're close. Oh, Olivia, dear, I know I feel his seduction too. Damn it, fine. Take us both, my eternal lover. I'm taking that as a yes? Yes! Yes! Let's keep going! Great. So, we've got to talk to the Walters family then. That we do. I'll take Darla. She's an old acquaintance. I can also take the son-in-law, Tom. I see him at the Gregman's hot bar during lunch most weekdays. Better to get him and Emily apart anyway. I know that Tom is a real loudmouth, and you won't get anything from the girl with him around. Fine. So that leaves me with her, the dad, and Lexi. Bring me back some donuts, won't you? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello? What is with the people in this town leaving their stores empty? Anyone here? Sorry, we're all out today. We usually run out of donuts around noon. If you want to come back another day. You're Lexi, right? I'm not here for donuts. Did Hank send you? I told him we're not planning to stock soda products since we're never open late enough for that to make any sense. Uh, no, I'm actually a private investigator. Well, assistant private investigator to Susan Tubbles. Here, I have my card somewhere. Lex, I think I left my wallet. You have got to be kidding me. I know who you are. You're Roger's little lapdog from the AFA. What? No, I'm just, I'm trying to get to the bottom of the- Not another word. Lexi and I already spoke to the authorities and we have no requirement or desire to speak another word to you. 
unbelievable you'd show up here. My reputation in this town may have soured, but I still have friends in government who will be hearing about this. Joe, honey, come on, your temper. I know, I, I know. You're right, my darling. I'm just hoping to speak to Lexi, and you too, actually, about what happened. I may be working for- For that classless, nobody, car salesman, Roger Alito? Yeah, I'm aware. You know, I may be working for the A of A, but whatever your feelings about them, I truly just want to solve this case. I don't see the difference between those two things. I... That's fair, honestly. Can I ask, though? I did hear you had an argument with Roger at the Donut Festival that got pretty heated. What? I know Roger and the A of A can be pretty nasty, but could you just tell me what caused you to threaten them? All right, that's it. Get out of our store. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's my store. Remember? My store, Joe. Right. Sorry. Can you actually watch the shop for a minute, though? It was raining all morning, and now that it cleared up, I think I'll help see our friend here out to her car. Lexi... As your partner, and as a legal professional, I implore you not to say a word. I know, my love, not a word, not a dicky bird. If you're certain. It's fine. I saved you a Boston cream, it's in the (laughs) walk-in. You are truly the light of my life. Don't embarrass yourself in front of the assistant PI now. Uh, She's an embarrassment enough for both of us. Joe, come on, that's enough. You're right. I apologize. It's fine. Honestly, I get it. Come on now, hon. Let's leave this grump to his donut. Lexi. Joe, it's fine. I'll be back in 10. I'm actually parked right in front here. Oh, I know that. I saw you pull up. You smoke? Cigarettes? No, I don't. Mind coming around the side of the building with me? I have a couple nice milk crates we can sit on as you berate me with questions. Lead the way. Right over here. I'd say you could have your pick, but I'm sitting on the blue one since it's perfectly depressed to my butt. Honestly, I'd have said let's go for a walk, but I'd rather not go past Pat's diner with the town Nancy Drew. I spoke to like five people at a pancake breakfast two weeks ago. Word really traveled that much about me? Olivia, I heard people gossiping at my shop about you shaking down Bill Thompson while the breakfast was still happening. Jesus, it was a tense conversation, but I never thought it- Oh, don't worry about it. Classic way too small town stuff. My friend Stacy went for a jog the other day, and I kid you not, by the next day I had three separate people ask me how her marathon training was going. Stacy hasn't even run a 5K in over a decade. <laughs> I guess people are pretty inventive when there's not much going on. Yes, that they are. Uh, But yeah, that's why I figured we could just avoid Pats. They've been spinning up enough shit about me as it is over at that church. No need to add more fuel to that fire. That's probably the wrong choice of words, given what you came by to talk about, but you get my point. Certainly do. So why are you talking to me, then? Why not? I, I mean, your husband is right. There really is no benefit from a legal standpoint, and I'd imagine, from what you just said, the community at St. Pat's isn't exactly kind. Why am I trying to convince you not to talk to me? (laughs) I don't know, hon, but keep going. You're doing a great job so far. Come on, why are you sticking your neck out like this? You seem nice enough. I wanted to go for a smoke. I didn't do anything wrong, so I figured why not have some company. Seriously? What? 
nothing. I had been practicing all day to convince you to talk to me. I didn't expect you to just want to. What's that expression about a gift horse? I love the man, but I can't trust him alone in the shop all day. He will be eating the Boston cream by the spoonful if I'm gone too long. So let's get to your questions. Fair enough. Let's get to it. (sighs) Give me your worst. Why did you leave the stove unattended? Okay, so honestly, I'd never leave a kitchen alone with hot oil on it for more than a few seconds. Initially, I'd even planned to just cook them outside and bring a camp burner, but then I found out about this state-of-the-art kitchen the A of A had no business owning. That nice? Uh, Two walk-in freezers, six-burner gas range, an oven with smart controls, an industrial fridge that can detect what food is inside of it, and a large professional stand mixer that had never even been used. What a bizarre thing for them to just have. Bizarre is a very good word for that whole lot. Likely just built it because they could. Plus, I'm pretty sure one of their members owns the appliance store off of I-90. Joe says this A of A chapter has a real one-for-the-charity-and-one-for-us policy towards fundraising. That's certainly been my experience so far. (laughs) I can't imagine what it's got to be like taking orders from that Roger. He was a real piece of work when he realized who the pastor had offered to let use their kitchen. What did he say to you? Uh, Mostly huffed and puffed like an old cow, saying, I just think that it would be more than a bit inappropriate to have a business of such questionable moral standing supply donuts for this festival, let alone use our facilities. Luckily, the old German priest who loves my donuts was there and told him, Roger, there is nothing more sacred and moral than a donut. The Lord wants her to use your kitchen, my son. That's seriously what he said. I think it confused Roger more than anything, Uh, but it got him off his high horse, and then he let me fry the donuts in his beautiful kitchen. So you're in this kitchen, and what happens? We'd had a couple people running trays of fresh donuts up to the concession stand, along with the donut competition, a few kids from the youth group, and Joe helped two before he had to go get in place to compete. Do you remember which kids? Uh, I don't. I think one was a Tana, maybe an Andrew. Interesting. So what made you end up having to leave then? I'd been handing the trays off as soon as they were full, but suddenly nobody came. I think the kids got excited and sat down to watch the competition. Still, odd they didn't show up. I don't know. I think it's just teenagers being unreliable. Anyway, I poked my head out, but the only person I saw around was Joe's daughter. And trust me when I say I wasn't about to ask her for a hand. Understood. So you ran them up yourself? Yeah. I went back inside, checked the oil temp, 350 degrees, perfectly safe. I even remember turning the heat on the burner down. I ran across the parking lot and placed them on the table and couldn't have been gone for more than like 60 seconds. I come back, the whole damn place is on fire. That makes no sense. You are telling me. But then again, I've been in the donut game long enough to know better than to mess around with oil. So I'm just really if nobody was hurt. It just doesn't add up. I thought the same thing. I tried to convince myself that maybe I messed up, but if I'm honest, I'm way too good in a kitchen to let something like that happen. Thank you, Lexi. For what? For talking to me. Ah, please. Honestly, it's nice to talk to somebody who isn't here to judge me about the judge. It's really been that bad? Yeah, and then some. At least it isn't impacting my business. People will say what they want, but the best donut in town is still the best donut in town. Half these folks may call me a home wrecker behind my back. Hell, some people like Roger even said it right to my face. But I'm still out of everything but the jelly donuts by noon. Really? Yeah. 
People are incredible. Oh, no. I just meant, why aren't the jelly donuts flying off the shelves? They're my favorite. Mine, too. Come by a little earlier sometime, and I'll give you one on the house. Mm, Sounds like a plan. Although, at the risk of that donut, can I ask one more thing? It's a little off topic and maybe a bit too blunt. Sure. I'm an open book. Is he worth it? Who? Joe? Yeah. I just mean, I don't know. You have this whole business and reputation you've built for yourself. I can't imagine it's easy having that disrupted. That really is a blunt question. I know. I'm sorry. I just... I know what it's like to have your life blow up a bit, and I empathize, I guess. Well, I appreciate it, and no need to apologize. Um, I like you, Olivia, and maybe more so because you're a bit of a prying, overly driven asshole. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Oh, I mean it as a compliment. I'm one, too, and seriously, that's probably why Joe and I get along so well. He is a brash, arrogant, overly serious man, but ultimately, we really relate to each other. Plus, we've been having fine enough conversations since we met when he was helping plan the donut festival a few years ago. Fine enough conversations? Uh, Maybe a little better than fine conversations. (laughs) It's really worth it to you, though. Olivia, dear, I am a person who knows what she wants. And honestly, that's mostly centered around making the best donuts on the planet. So for me to love somebody, that means it's a person who gives me the space to be Lexi the Donut Lady 90% of the time. And for the 10% of the time that we're together, for it to be, well, nice. Seems fair enough to me. I take it your time with Joe is nice, then. Yeah. Nice enough that I didn't kick him to the curb the day I found out he was married. If that tells you anything. I'd say so. It's really been a great partnership. Don't get me wrong. It is not all sunshine and roses. He's handled his divorce and his relationship with his daughter like a real hard-headed idiot. And I'm the only person he can confide in about it. So helping him talk through the guilt and anger can be a lot. Uh, I can relate to that more than you know. Really? Sounds like next time you come by, I'll be doing the investigating. It's a date. Ah, would you look at that? My cigarette is gone. Time to go rescue Joe. Thanks for talking, Lexi. I really enjoyed it. Same to you, dear. But one last thing. Um, have you talked to Emily yet? No, I haven't. I'm meeting up with her this afternoon, actually. Please be kind to her. Um, Joe can be an overprotective ass, but he loves his daughter more than anything. From what he tells me, there's no reason for her to even be brought into this except some bullshit from over a decade ago. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought to talk to her except Roger. Exactly, Roger. Just be kind to her. For me? Sure, Lexi. Thanks again. Bye now, Nancy Drew. Don't forget to come by for the jelly donut. Definitely holding you to that. is a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Ramunda. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Emily Elizabeth, Olivia, Mama Bang Bang, Susan Tubbles, Adam Raymunda, announcer, Bob Frame, Roger, 
Michael Antico, Brett, Jess Miller, Lexi, and Joe Walters, Michael Larkin. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Ramunda. Additional background music from John Bartman and Comfy. All of our graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Season three of Forgive Me would not have been the same without our executive producer, Curtis Debrell Jr. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty nihilistic priest. In next week's episode, we follow Father Clem as he pays a visit to the Flores family. I didn't realize you made house calls, Father Clem. Of course I do. It's my duty to the people in my community. Back in my day, pastoral care used to mean something, you know. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the new sweet shop around the corner. Enzo, you wound me. Uh huh. To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series, as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you enjoying season three? If so, follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoy it, rate and review the show on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode 10. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to see traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power. And the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascalgar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.